Hey sheeps. So um, today we are going to talk about dying to self. And um, the Lord is so amazing because he allowed the message to come from an advertisement that was posted when I was finished recording the last episode. So amazing. So it was an advertisement that um, stated, we're so happy we could die. We must forget, forget, forget. And that is exactly what the advertisement said. So I screenshotted it because it was an advertisement that came upon my phone once I finished recording the episode um, last week. And so the Lord was like, I need for you to talk about that on your next episode. And I was like, really, Lord? He says, yeah. So before we go into that, let's be reminded that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his course with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Let's do our breaths. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Let's just do one more for Big Homie. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. So the Lord literally gave me when I read that um, we are so happy we could die. He was like, 1 Peter 2, 24. And I was like, really, Lord? He says, yeah, turn to it now. So I obeyed. And 1 Peter 2, 24 states, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, must live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Oh my God, when I read this, I says, wow, Lord, he says, you must die to self. In order for us to commit to God, we must die to self. In order for us to let go, we must die to self. The Lord literally spoke to me. The reason why we can't let go is because we're trying to do it ourselves. You can't do God's work yourself. And I stated that on the last episode. He says, so I want you to know that you must die to yourself. And that way you can know that he himself, who himself bore our sins. He already bore our sins in his own body. So Christ already bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we haven't died to sins must live for righteousness. So in order to die to sin and live for righteousness, you must let go. And then you're committing to him because you're trusting that by whose stripes you were healed through his stripes were healed. So today he wanted me to talk about the healing that comes with committing to God. I know lately I haven't been saying say hello to Kalia and I'm going to talk about this before I go into the healing um, of committing to God. She has an eye infection and so I really want you all to pray for her. Please just put her in your prayers and ask God to just heal her mind, her body, her spirit, her soul. Let's go into a prayer really quick right now before we start. Father, please just bless Kylie, Heavenly Father, all that she's going through. Father, heal her eye and allow it to be brand new in you. Father, allow her to just go through this time of sadness it seems like lord that she's having and allow her to turn into happiness for you give her her smile back father in you so that she can be well in you heal her father in jesus name amen so she's our spiritual healing animal and she is needing healing right now so let's just please pray for her she's really going through um a challenging time right now 
So let's um, continue on. Let's not get caught up in the story. Let's continue on to get the message. So by whose stripes you were healed. So in order to heal, we must know that the commitment needs to take place. The healing comes from knowing that Christ is our healer. The healing comes when we realize that we can't heal unless we let go and commit. So I'm reminded of a time when I wouldn't let go of a situation and I stated about that in the last podcast episode. And um, I experienced an ingrown toenail. Oh God, it's the worst. Like it is the worst. And when I experienced that ingrown toenail, it literally created so uh, so much other problems that came after it. So the ingrown toenail was the first problem. And I wear my toes, I mean, pretty pretty long. I, I like my toes to grow and be designed. And I just like my feet to be, you know, what God has blessed them to be. And I got an ingrown toenail because I wear heels a lot. And the doctor said, because the heels, the way that they're shaped, it was causing my toenails to be squeezed in at a part where they were supposed to be released so that it can grow out. And then I said to the doctor, well, so does that mean I can't wear heels? She says, no, but you just wear them too much. So stop wearing them as much so that your toes can have time to grow out and not be squished in when the growth is happening so that the ingrown could be prevented. So basically the ingrown was happening because although I was wearing heels, when my toes was going through a growth, my toenails was going through a growth spurt, they were being squished. So it was stopping the toenail from growing out. So it grew in, creating an ingrown toenail. So I had to have surgery to get the ingrown toenail removed. When that surgery happened, that's physically, but spiritually, I was going through a time where I was not allowing the Lord to heal my soul. I was not allowing the Lord to heal my spirit. I was not allowing the Lord to heal the part to me that was hurt. I was trying to do it myself. And so the Lord allowed a physical experience to happen to show me that spiritually, I was not allowing him to heal me. So once I got the surgery for the ingrown toenail, Literally, it hurt it so bad, I could not hardly walk. So I began to walk abnormal and incorrectly on my right foot, which made my ankle get sprained. So not only did I get an ingrown toe now, but then I sprained my ankle and my muscles began to become strained. I was putting too much strain on my muscles. I sprained my ankle because I was walking incorrectly because I was doing all of this to prevent the hurt from the ingrown toenail happening. I didn't want the hurt to happen. And the Lord says, without the hurt, you can't be healed. You have to go through the hurt to be healed. So he says, I need you to just commit to me. And I had to die to self. I literally had to die to self. Why I had to die to self? Because I had to realize that I can't do this by myself. Self is the reason I'm into this mess. Self is the reason why my ingrown toenail isn't grown and I have to have surgery because I wouldn't allow myself to take a break from wearing heels because I just love to be up high <laughs> with the most high. And I didn't take a break. So the Lord said, self got you into this mess. Self is what's keeping you into this mess, but you're still not allowing self to die so that you can get out of this mess. I says, wow, Lord. Okay. Self must die. Goodbye, self. You got to go. 
So I had to let self die and I was so happy. So when I seen that advertisement, we are so happy we could die. I was reminded of a time where I was so happy that I had to die to self. And through me dying to self, not only was my soul being able to heal, my spirit was able to see that I needed more of God inside of me so that I can let go of the pain that was holding on inside of me. So the Lord allowed this ingrown toenail to develop a sprain, to develop a strain that allowed me to realize that I am strained and sprained in my spiritual walk with the Lord. And that is what happens when you don't let go, commit to God and die to self. So I want to share with you today that you must allow the Lord to come into your life and make everything new. And in order for him to come into your life and make everything new, you must know that the death has to happen. And when that death happens, it feels so unknown to you because you realize that. And I stated this in one of my books. And I always say one of my books because I'm not going to tell you which one. Because <laughs> you have to catch them all. And this is not no Pokemon, okay? This is not Pokemon. But you got to catch them all. And that is what is important about catching them all because then you'll be able to know where I'm coming from. So continuing on, I state this in one of my books that you must allow yourself to die and it's unknown. It becomes a period of time where it's unknown to you. It becomes a period of time where you feel like life is boring to you because what you used to do is no longer fun and where the Lord is taking you is no longer fun. So you're in that stage where you're just bored and it's you're not alone stage it's a not alone stage you're not alone thank you holy spirit you're not alone so i want you to know that the death that comes is the process that takes place for the growth to become new inside of you if the death doesn't come and i didn't get the entire ingrown pulled out of my toe which was the death of that toenail coming out if that didn't happen, I would not ever been able to allow the growth for the new toenail to grow properly so that I can now be aware of the growth of my toenail so that I can be more cautious of how I am living life for Christ and with Christ so that I can be more aware of the need to have the space so I can grow in Christ. <laughs> I wasn't giving my toenail no space. <laughs> I was literally cramming them in those heels, cramming them in those heels. And I wear open toe shoes, so I didn't think they were crammed. They didn't feel crammed, but my feet were crammed. So that is what the Lord wanted me to share with you all. Even though you may not feel crammed and you may not think they're crammed, they're crammed. Your lifestyle could be crammed with things that he's telling you to let go of and you may not see an issue with it. You may not see a problem with it. You can see it as just normal and fine until the Lord literally release it and pull it out of you is when you realize, wow, my lifestyle was super crammed. I'm reminded of an episode of Hoarders I was watching with my husband and I really don't like to watch the show with him, although he loves to watch the show because the show just really just creeps me out. I'm like, oh, this stuff is just so overwhelming to just watch like these people hoard their whole life it's like oh my god you know it's like really um challenging for me to watch the show so the lord um gave me a task he says watch the show and i want you to see the importance of being released 
the importance of dying to self and the importance of having Christ become new in your life. And I says, okay, Lord, I'll do it. So I'll watch the show with my husband and I'll, I'll gather those notes and I'll do what you're telling me to do. Oh boy, it's so challenging because I'm afraid of like a mice popping across the screen or too much bugs appearing and I have to look away because I don't even want to see it. So it's a challenge of always being on guard to look away when it comes on the screen. It's like, ah, here it comes, look away. And you don't know when it's going to come because all that stuff is just literally hiding it. So it's like no way to see it until you remove the stuff and then everything starts jumping out. Boom, jumping out, boom. It's like, okay, oh my God. So anyways, continue on with the story. Let's not get caught up in the story. Let's get the message. So one episode we were watching and this lady was so um, upset that she had to remove all this clutter out of her life, that she began to get upset with the team of people, with her children, with with everyone. And the minute I seen that, I says, you're the reason it's like this. You made all of this mess, this clutter. You are the one that hoarded everything. And now you're getting mad at everyone else that came to help you declutter so that you can see the need of freeness in your life. And instead of her being grateful, she began to become bitter. She began to become angry and she began to attack those that were there to help her. And so once I seen this, the Lord says, do you see the importance of not letting go? You see the importance of letting go. I'm sorry, forgive me. You see the importance of letting go. Forgive me. And I said, yes, he says, because if you don't, the clutter and the hoarding, not only does it grows, but it invites other spirits and mess into your life. It allows you not to experience the death of self and experience the birth of Christ. It makes you live a lifestyle of not forgetting. And we must forget. We must forget it. Like just forget it. Just really forget it. And that's challenging to forget things. But I've learned that when you don't constantly rehearse it and manifest on it, it slowly becomes a thought in your mind and it slowly becomes an attachment that you feel you need to hold on to. But if you practice always bringing it up, always doing it, not only are you practicing holding on, which is the opposite of letting go, you're practicing a lifestyle of feeling the need to always have things that are not for you and that are not necessary for you to live. They're not necessary. They're just just not. And so I was watching the show and I told my husband, I says, wow, like, you know, like she can't even walk in her kitchen to get some food. She has to literally move things out of the way to, you know, move around in her home. And I says, you know, that's just like how some Christians are. They're just cluttered with their spirituality. They're just cluttered with so much hurt and so much pain and so much regret, so much resent, so much anger, so much bitterness, so much strife, so much jealousy, so much envy, so much covenant, so much Holy Spirit. The just list goes on. They're just hoarding those things. They're hoarding it. They're holding on to it. They're like, I'm not going to forgive this person. I just can't find it in my spirit too. And it's like, but you have to let go and you must know that that has to die. You must be happy that that's dying. Because that means God in Christ Jesus is birthing something new in your life. They're living through you and they're birthing life in you. So that has to die. You cannot hold on to it. You must forget it. Leave it. Go. Bye. Adios, amigos. Like, you must let go of it. But if we don't let go of it, we can't get to the life. So after they declared her whole home, the home literally had 
mold and holes in the walls. And it was like so much damage done to the home because she has so much clutter in the home. The Lord says, that's how much damage people do to their life because they don't allow themselves to clean out and become new in Christ. They literally create damage that is like so challenging and so hard to heal from, but they created it. And it's like you have to go through this whole reconstructive surgery to be healed. And the Lord literally spoke to me. He says, but Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. By his stripes, we're healed. So if we will only let go of all the hoarding and commit to God and be healed because he's already done the work, is when we will be able to see that we must die to self so that we can live for Christ. And in that dying for self, we live for Christ, but then we know that it's Christ who did it. So it keeps us grounded. It keeps us released. You don't need to carry all that. Christ has already done it. You don't need to hold on to all of that. Christ has already made the way. There's no need. What you should hold on to and what you should hoard is Jesus Christ. You hoarding Jesus Christ and you holding on to Jesus Christ is only going to lead you to life. That's facts. Christ facts to be exact. Okay. <laughs> it's only going to lead you to life. So we must let go and let God be our declutter. He let him declutter us. Because if you don't allow yourself to declutter and die to self, you will kill yourself because you don't allow yourself to be healed by his stripes. So today, I just really want you all to know that sheeps, it's important to know that we must spiritually, spiritually declutter our life. We're holding on to things that has served us no purpose, but bitterness, unhappiness, sadness, rob us of our joy, Robbed us of our smile, like our smile was robbed, you know, because we held on to things that didn't even serve us purpose. My husband told our son the other day, he says, you know, just let go of what that person did to you. He says, because you're allowing them to just be rent free in your head. And I was like, you know what, that's true. And I ain't even living rent free. I'm not even living rent free. So I'm going to let someone else, and I was literally telling my child this. I said, so you're going to let someone else be rent-free in your head when you can't even have rent-free? Wrong. You better rethink that. But if you don't realize that is there and you're not aware of it, it becomes a practice of collecting the unnecessary and not letting go so that you can live with the necessary. <laughs> so I just wanted to share with y'all this week that die to yourself so that you can understand that the life is coming right after the death. And it's not going to be so, how should I put this? It's not going to be so, you know, fun. It's not going to be fun. Okay. It's just not, it's just face it. It's not going to be fun, but it's healing. And that healing brings you to Christ because you know that the doctors couldn't heal this. You know that the therapist couldn't heal this. You know that your husband couldn't heal it. You know that your wife couldn't heal it. You know that your friend couldn't heal it. You know that Christ had to heal it. And I say that to say because all of that 
removal of my ingrown toenail and all of the sprained ankle and the strained muscles and all of that that happened in my leg that literally led me to be on crutches. All that took place so that I can wake up and realize you need to pull out the ingrown hurt that's inside of your heart and your spirit. You need to stop spraining your life for Christ because you don't want to walk right. And you need to know that the strain in the muscle is because you're straining the righteousness from coming through. Stop straining the righteousness from coming through and let it happen. Let the righteousness come through and let it just happen. Okay? Stop being a strain. Stop being a sprain and stop squeezing and just making things be compacted, causing the growth not to happen and the ingrown to take place. <sighs> That is what the Lord wanted me to share with y'all today. Allow yourself to die so that you can live for Christ. And in order for you to die and live for Christ, you must stop squeezing in and hoarding so that the space is needed for the growth to happen so that the spring won't take place because you're walking righteously with Christ and the strain is prevented because you are allowing it to happen through Christ. Stop and realize the growth must take place. The sprain must leave this place and the strain must become a part of the train that's leaving you out of that place. Let yourself become out of that place. Get out of there. That strain is just the train that's going to cause you to become out of that place. And why I say that strain is a train is a train. I'm sorry. It's because that strain takes place to let you know that you need to exercise that muscle more so that it can work properly and not strain. So the train needs to be on the tracks in order to row to get you where it's at. But if you don't allow that strain to be the train, which is taking that strain and applying it to Christ's name, which is a train to get you to where you got to go. All you're going to do is continue to get strains after strains after strains because you're not going to ever get on that train to get to where you got to go because the strain is just to remind you spiritually of a physical appearance that's happening spiritually where you can't see it of the Lord showing you what it is he needs you to do. And the Lord does things so that we can realize that, hey, you're ignoring it spiritually, but physically this is here, it's present. And I'm reminded of um, a story my husband always shared with me with one of his coworkers. He's always spraining his ankles or breaking them. And I'm like, he's broke his ankle again. He strained his ankle again. Holy spirit. And the Lord literally spoke with me and told me it's because he doesn't want to fix the problem that's causing the strain and the breaks. He doesn't want to fix the problem. So if you don't fix the problem, guess what? They're going to always break and it's going to always be a sprain. Instead, stop straining, get on that train and go to where God is taking you because it's beautiful. And it's for you. Hop on, get aboard, all aboard. Chaka, 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 choo, choo. Hop on and die to self. Live for Christ. Stop the ingrown, stop the sprain, and stop the strain. The train is rolling. Are you on it?
Only what you do for Christ will last. Oh, I know this going to last because I'm doing it for Christ. So let's get through our past and get to what lasts. Blessings and prosperity towards you. Dear Lord, we come to you right now for saying thank you, Father. Thank you for this day. Thank you for making a way. Thank you for just allowing us to see that in order for the growth to happen, we must leave space for the growth. In order for the spring to not occur, we must know that we must walk righteously with you and then allow us to stop straining the righteousness from coming through so that we can hop on a train and be aboard to all that you have for us. Allow us to know that we must die to ourselves so that we can know that by your stripes we're healed. Thank you for the formula of showing us how to be healed in you, Father. And allow us to not hold on, but to continue to let go and commit to you so that we can see all that you have for us. Allow us to continue to release. Allow us to not hoard, but allow us to open up and let us to declutter all that we have collected that is stopping our spirit from being free in you and being open to receive all that you have for us. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. We thank you for making a way. We love you. We praise you. And we magnify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen.